As believers, we are carriers, dispensers and displayers of sonship glory. This is what we are growing into. Let's journey into this. All right. Since last Sunday, we've been spending time talking about manifesting his glory, manifesting his glory that is God's glory. And uh, last Sunday as a uh, introduction to this series, we talked about the presence of God and the glory of God. Throughout scripture, we find many references to the presence of God. The Bible has a lot to say about God's presence. And the Bible also has a lot to say about the glory of God. So we read all this and sometimes we just look over and say, okay, mm, it's nice. you know. But what is the presence of God? What is the glory of God. So we explained it like this last Sunday and I'm just taking a few minutes to review a few things. The presence of God. God is omnipresent. So God lives outside of time and space. All of creation is in time and space. We in, in creation. God dispenses himself who he is. His very person, his very nature. Throughout his creation through the pres- what, we, what the Bible calls as the presence of God. So when you and I encounter the presence of God, we are actually encountering the very person of God. God is seated on his throne in heaven, but his presence fills all of time and space, all of his creation. So like the psalmist said, where can I go from your presence? Where can I go from your spirit? There is no place in creation within time and space that you and I could go where his presence doesn't reach. So although he's seated on his throne, his very person It fills all of his creation. And when you and I encounter his presence, we encounter the very person of God, who he is. We talked about the fact that there there can be varying levels of intensities of his presence. For instance, there is the omnipresence of God that's that's everywhere. But none of us really, you know, recognize that a sinner doesn't fall on his feet and, you know, repent because of the omnipresence of God. There is the indwelling presence of God in the believer. And believers sometimes even forget that. And we just do all kinds of wrong things. There is the promised presence where God says, where two or, two or more of you gather together in my name, I am there. Sometimes two or more people, believers gather together and they fight. And like, because <laughs> the God's not there. So all these things, you know, uh, people don't recognize the presence. But there is the what we call as the manifest presence, the recognizable presence where your spirit becomes aware of the presence of God. That's the presence of God that begins to transform our life. So when you're in worship or when you're in prayer or when you're reading his word personally or corporately and you're seeking God, the, very, the presence of God becomes manifest, meaning you now recognize in your spirit, God is in this place. In that presence, what we refer to as a manifest presence, or that recognizable presence, things begin to change. And that manifest presence can have varying levels of intensity. And there are times when the presence of God is so strong that we can hardly stand. We can, you, you might just, you know, there could be human reactions, your emotions, and even your body reacts to the presence of God. Just like in the natural, if you put your hand into a power socket, there's going to be some reaction. In, this, in a similar way, when we encounter that presence, there's some sort of reaction. Things happen in our lives. And so we must pursue for more of this presence because it is in that presence things change in our lives. 
In that presence, the Bible says there is fullness of joy. In that presence, there is refreshing. His presence is like rain. It renews us. His presence is like fire. It ignites us. His presence uh, is... I was trying to think different things here. Uh, God has used so many different analogies in the natural. His presence is like a wind. It lifts us up to higher realms in God. And so there's many things that happen to us in his presence. But then the Bible also talks about the glory of God. What is the glory of God? It's the same as the presence of God. It is a very person of God dispensed through his creation in time and space. But the glory of God is a visible, recognizable manifestation of his person. So while the presence is recognizable to your spirit, the glory is recognizable to your natural physical senses. That's the only difference. The glory of God. So when the Bible talks about the glory of God, the Bible is talking about a visible, tangible, recognizable, in the natural presentation of the very person of God. So you look at it and say, that's the glory of God. In the Old Testament, we saw many examples of the glory of God being manifest in our world, in time and space. It was like the cloud. People saw the cloud. It was like fire. They saw the pillar of fire. The glory of God is manifest in so many different ways in the, uh, in the Old Testament throughout Scripture. This morning, as we continue developing our understanding on the glory of God and manifesting His glory, I want to talk to us about indwelling glory. I want to bring our attention to this very important truth, which we need to, to grasp in our spirit, and we need to begin to press into it, to grow in this indwelling glory. When we finished last Sunday, we referenced Romans chapter 3, verse 23, a verse that all of us are familiar with, where the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the Ten Commandments. No, it doesn't say that. All have sinned and fall short of the two New Testament commandments. No, it doesn't even say that. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of? So what is sin? Sin is not breaking the Ten Commandments. It's not breaking the two New Testament commandments. Sin is when we fall short of the? Which implies to you and me that you and I were designed for the glory. You and I were designed to walk in, to live in, to carry, to display, to dispense the glory of God. And when we fall short of it, when we fall short of that original design that God had for man to, be a, to walk in the glory, to display the glory, to dispense his glory, when we fall short of it, the Bible says that is sin. So what you and I must understand is that man, when I say man, I'm using it in a gender neutral, gender neutral sense, man and woman. We were created, as we know in Genesis 1, 26, 27, we were created in the image and the likeness of God. Why? So that we could be bearers of his glory. So man, people, we were designed by God to be carriers of his glory here on earth. To be displayers, to put on display his glory here on earth. We were designed for the glory, to walk in it, to display it, and to dispense it throughout his creation. So when Adam and Eve were designed, originally designed by God, in his image, in his likeness, they were designed by God to walk in the glory of God, 
and they were designed to walk in dominion on the earth. You remember Genesis 1.26. He said, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, have dominion on the earth. And the only thing they needed to do as people who were created in the image of God and who were bearers of the glory of God, the only thing they, they, the things that they had to do, if you look at it very carefully, one, they had to walk in relationship with God. Two, they had to walk in submission to him. He told them, don't eat of the tree of one particular tree. They just have to stay in obedience to that, submitted to that. And third, they had to fulfill their assignment, the responsibility. What was the responsibility? He said, okay, you tend the garden and you guard the garden. But as long as Adam and Eve did that, they walked in submission to God. They walked in right relationship with God. And they went about their assignment given to them by God. What would they do? They would display his glory and they would have dominion on the earth. Are you with me? In other words, for some of us, this may be good news. They didn't have to read their Bibles every day. They didn't have to memorize scripture. They didn't have to go to church. They didn't have to, you know, do spiritual warfare. They didn't have to bind the devil, cast the devil. They didn't have to use the weapons of warfare. They had no understanding of the blood of Jesus. None of that was there at that time. All they had to do was to walk in relationship with God be submitted to him, go about their assignment, and they would be walking in the glory of God, and they would be walking in dominion. The point I want to make is, which we would come back here to to this point, is that for us to be walking in the glory of God, this is all it takes. For us to be walking in dominion on the earth, this is all it takes. For us to walk in relationship with him, to walk in submission to him, and to go about our assignment each one of us have been given an assignment or not go about your assignment at the very core that's what it is but i know that sin came in sin came in and disrupted the whole thing we fell short of of, of fulfilling that we fell short of the glory we uh, the dominion we had on the earth we handed it off to the devil so the bible calls him the god of this world and the prince of this world and so on so sin came in and disrupted a lot of that but the good news is that the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world. He died on the cross for you and me and he was buried and he rose up again. He's alive today. And the Bible says that everyone who believes in him becomes a new creation. And so in our spirit, we are now restored back into the very image of God. That's what Ephesians 4.24 says. That this new man is created in the image of God. So this new person that's inside you, because you're born again, it's created in the image of God. You're in the image of God and has the capacity for righteousness and true holiness. So we're restored into that image. Or if you want to look at another passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 47 through 48, it talk, it's, it's comparing Adam, the first Adam and the last Adam. It says here in verse 47, the first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. As is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. In other words, look, we were born of Adam, so we are like him of dust. But when we are born again, we are like the one we are born of, the heavenly man. So we who have been born again have been born To be like Jesus. Just as we were born of Adam, we are like him. We are born of the last Adam, Jesus. We are born to be like him. Are you with me? 
1 John 4 verse 17 says, the last part of that verse says, For as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we. God wants you and me, God wants you and me to live our lives on this earth the way Jesus would live on the earth. As he is, so are we. Our life on the earth should be the same as that of Jesus. Now, when we look at the life of Jesus as man, as the incarnate son of God, God who became man, there are some things we learn, and I want to just talk about that. We know the Bible says in Hebrews 1, and just reference some of these verses here. In Hebrews 1 and verse 3, the Bible tells us that he was the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. He was the brightness of the glory of. Now, so Jesus, the incarnate son of God walking on the earth, the Bible says he was the brightness of God's glory. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean like when Jesus was walking, there was light everywhere. And all this, oh, I can't see. It was talking about that. But he's telling us that when he walked the earth, he displayed the glory of, so that people could see the glory. He was the brightness, the visible expression of the glory of God. He was the brightness of his glory. The exact image, the exact representation of the person of God. Another place in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6, it says that we have the knowledge of the glory of God. That means we see, we understand, we recognize, we are able to grasp the glory of God in the person of Christ. So when Jesus walked the earth, you see his life and you begin to understand this is what the glory of God is. Because we have the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, what was the glory that Jesus walked in? John chapter 1. Verses 1, 2, and 14, we know verses 1 and 2, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. All things were made by Him, without Him there was nothing made that was made. Then verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus was the eternal Word, eternally God. With eternal glory. But as the incarnate son of God. As he walked the earth. He walked in the glory. As of the only begotten. Of the father. So we refer to this as the sonship glory. Which is different from the eternal glory. Which he had as God. The eternal glory. Prior to the incarnation. Before his incarnation. The eternal glory. Was the glory of the deity. Omnipotence that included omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. But when he walked the earth, he was still deity. But he laid aside that eternal glory and he walked in what the Bible says, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, sonship glory. Sonship glory is not omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience. He walked in a body. He had to sleep. He had to ask people for things. So it wasn't omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience. Are you with me so far? So as the son of man, as he walked on the earth, he walked in sonship glory. It is the glory of God. What is sonship glory? It's the glory of God that can be confined to a human body, which is different from eternal glory. 
which is um, full of, um, which is omnipotent, omnipresence, omniscience. He walked in sonship glory. That means here was a man who embodied the glory of God on the earth. So that we could see in him, in his life, we get the knowledge of the glory of God, the very person of God, the express image, the exact representation of who God is. So when you see Jesus, you see exactly who God is because he was the embodiment of that glory. He was the outshining of that glory. In John 17 verse 5, as Jesus prays this prayer, he says, Father, now glorify me with the glory which I had with you before the foundation of the so that means here on earth he did not have what he did have when he was with them so he's praying and saying father i want that back i want that eternal glory back glorify me with the glory which i had with you so he walked in sonship glory on the earth he's praying the father father i want to get that glory back and so after his resurrection post ascension he is back in heaven once again with that eternal glory. You're with me so far? So on the earth, he walked in the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. We call it sonship glory. What is it? It's the fullness of God that can be contained in a human body. You look at these verses in Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. It pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. All that God is that can be contained in a body was there in the person of Christ and his, and his earthly body. Colossians 2.9 For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The fullness of the Godhead bodily is in Christ. So here was a man who walked in sonship glory, who carried in him the fullness of God in a earthly, in a human body, in a bodily form. How was this glory manifested? How do people recognize it? We said it was the brightness of his glory. People, it, he made the glory of God visible. In what ways did he make the glory visible? John chapter 1 and verse 14. Or let's, before we get there, we also see in John 1.16 that not only was a carrier and a displayer of this glory, but he also dispensed this glory. That means he made he, other people were able to receive of that glory. John 1.16, of his fullness have we all received grace upon grace. That means what was in him, we received. So here was a man, Jesus, God who became man, walking in sonship glory, putting the glory of God on display. He was a carrier of the glory of God. He was a displayer of the glory. And he was also a dispenser of the glory so that others receive of what he carried. You with me so far? How was this glory manifested? John 1.14 it says, we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and grace, virtue, character, grace, God's compassion, God's mercy, grace. We saw that glory. How did we see that glory? When we saw grace. We saw that glory. How did we see that glory? When there was truth, purity, integrity, truth. So how did Jesus display that glory? Grace. And another way that Jesus displayed the glory of God in John chapter 2, verse 11. This beginning of miracles Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested, displayed his glory. So how did he display the glory? Through the miracles, through the science, through the supernatural thing. So as you, walk, as you read through the gospels, all the miracles, 
All the supernatural things that Jesus did were expressions of the glory of God that he carried. So he walked on water. He multiplied food. He caused fish to multiply and get into the net. A coin come into the mouth of a fish. And he healed people of all sicknesses and diseases. And he cast out devils and he raised it. And the Bible says all these signs were his manifesting his glory. Putting his glory on display. Now, why is all this important? Because in John 17, 22, Jesus said this. Father, the glory which you have given me, I have given them. The glory which you have given me, I have given them. Okay, just wake your neighbor up and say, this is very important. (laughs) If you slept through everything else, hey, don't miss this. The glory which you have given me, I have given them. Whom? His disciples, his believers. He, in John 17, was praying for all who would believe in him. So he was speaking about you and me. And he says, Father, the glory which you've given me, I have given them. So here's why this is so important. That you and I, as believers, as disciples in Jesus, we have indwelling glory. We have sonship glory in us. Jesus gave it to us. The very glory that he walked in on the earth as the only begotten of the Father, as Son of God. He said, the glory which you've given me, I have given them. Now, of course, as he ascended, he went back into heaven. He's now in his eternal glory, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence. You and I don't have that, but we have the sonship, the same glory. The fullness of God that can be contained in a human body. The same glory that Jesus walked in on the earth. He said, I am giving it to them, to his disciples, to you and me, to all who would believe in him. So what I want us to understand in our spirit is that we've been designed for this. To walk in sonship glory. Amen. And Jesus came into this world for that very purpose. He died on the cross to redeem us, not just so that we can have our sins forgiven and, you know, have a ticket to heaven and all that is good. But he died for us so that he could restore God's original plan for man to walk in the glory of. That's exactly what he did. So you and I are called to this. There are many other references to to this uh, in scripture. If you would look at... uh, Ephesians chapter 1, there are several scriptures in Ephesians. Ephesians 1 verse 23, it's talking about the body, the church, which is his body. The fullness, the completeness of him who fills all in all. That means every part of his body is filled with himself. You are part of his body and he wants you to be filled with himself. All of him, the fullness of God. On Ephesians 3 and verse 19, as Paul prays for the believers, he says, I want you to know the love of Christ, which is beyond knowledge, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now he's praying for believers. He says, believers, I want you to be filled with the fullness of God. All of God that can be contained in a human body, just like Jesus who walked on the earth. I'm praying that you will be filled. With the fullness of God. In Ephesians 4, he continues there. In Ephesians 4 verse 13, he says, you know, God is at work in the church. What is he doing? Not increasing church attendance. What is he doing? 
He's bringing us all to this place where he says, till we all, that means each one of you, each one of us, till we all, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a mature man. What is the mature man? To all go to a place of maturity. What is it? What is it? Unto the full measure of the stature of the fullness of. So God says, I want to bring all, every one of my saints, every one of my believers to what? 50% of Jesus? Is that what it says? No. I want to bring all, I want to bring every person, every believer to become, to grow up into the full measure of Christ. Everyone, till we all, so you're like, you don't escape. Every believer is to be brought to the full measure of Christ. Like Christ, like Jesus. That means we, you and I, we walk in the fullness of God. That we walk in the sonship glory. That's the only way we're going to be in that full measure of the stature of Christ. Because that's how Jesus walked on the earth. That we become carriers, displayers, dispensers of the glory of God. Are you with me? So, our call as believers is not just, you know, okay, you're saved by grace and you're going to go to heaven and, you know, or you attend church once a, once a week and then I'll read your Bible, all of that. So all of that is good, but God's plan for us is so much bigger, so much greater. He says, I want you to walk in sonship glory. That's what Jesus has given to you and me. And he says, I'm bringing you to that. So we are on a journey. We are all being brought to the full measure of the stature of He's taking us there. So one day, if God's doing it, he's going to get the work done. And he is doing it, the Bible tells us. So what's going to happen? One day, we're all going to come into a place when we will walk in the full measure of the stature of Christ. We will walk in this sonship glory. We will walk manifesting, displaying the glory of God. All of us. We are not there yet, but that's where God is taking all of us. To the full measure of the stature of Christ. To be like Jesus. Because he's already given to us the sonship glory. And what's God's original purpose? For you and me to walk in that glory. In grace. So people see the character of God in our lives. And in truth. People see the purity, the integrity. The purity of God. Truth. They see it in us. And in displaying the greatness of God. Like Jesus did in signs and wonders and miracles and bringing healing and bringing deliverance and destroying the works of darkness and setting the captives free. This is God's plan for every believer to walk in sonship glory. Amen. And that's where we are going. That's where God is taking us. So next Sunday, we're going to talk about manifesting his glory. How do we, as we are growing in this, as we are growing to the full measure of the stature of Christ, as we are growing in our understanding of the glory of God and how we can walk in what Christ has given to us, that sonship glory, what do we know on how to manifest that glory? How do we put that glory on display? How do we dispense that glory? Because that's what Jesus did. He dispensed that glory. The Bible says, of his fullness we've received. Others received through what he had. And God wants others to receive through what you have. So how do we do that? How do we manifest? How do we display and dispense this glory that's been given to us? We'll talk about it next Sunday. Amen?
Let's stand to our feet, please. So when you think about yourself, think about yourself as a carrier of the sonship glory. The same glory that Jesus walked in on the earth. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. He has put in you. Because he said, the glory which you've given me, I have given them. It's in you. Don't think little of yourself. Don't belittle yourself. Don't think I'm nothing, I'm good for nothing. No, you're a carrier of the glory of God. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a carrier of the glory. You're here to display and to dispense the glory of God. And God is at work in you and me, bringing us to that place. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. And God, we just thank you for what you've done for us in Jesus. Bringing us back to this place where we are saved and born again and born off the heavenly man. And given this capacity, God, as new creation in Christ to carry sonship glory. To display sonship glory. To dispense this glory. So that others can encounter the very person of God. That others can encounter you through us, through our lives. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that each one of us standing here, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will grow more and more into that full measure of Christ-likeness. Help us to grow into that full measure of Christ-likeness. Would you take some time to pray, please? I'll just call Roshan up. We'll just take a few moments here just to look to God. Would you pray and say, God, help me to grow. Help me to grow into that full measure of Christ-likeness. I want to walk in the sonship glory. I want to walk as Jesus walked. Help me, Lord. Just pray for yourself. Let Christ, let his grace and truth be seen in my life. Let the power of this glory, the glory of God, be manifested through my life. Help me to grow into the full measure of Christ-likeness. That's your plan. Help me to be filled with all the fullness of God. That's what Paul prayed for the Ephesian believers. And Father, even as we're standing here this morning, I pray that your glory be revealed in this place. Let the glory of God be revealed in this place through healings, through miracles, through mighty signs and wonders, God. Let the glory of God be displayed in this place this morning. As we stand here, let healings take place. Let miracles take place. Let many things take place as we stand here. Because it's your desire, Father, that your glory be put on display. So we can see your goodness, your greatness, how wonderful you are. So, Father, let your healing flow. Let your miracles flow in this place. We just thank you, oh God. We thank you. Let's take a few moments and just say, God, we want, as we worship God, we want your glory to be manifested, God. We want you to do wonderful things in our midst this morning. Let the needs of the people be met. Let people experience your touch upon their lives. Let things happen in this place. Let's take a few minutes. Let's pray. Let's worship Jesus.
take a moment just to pray for people who might be suffering sickness or disease in your body. We're just going to pray for you right now. Because that's part of the glory of God, which is to heal our bodies and make us whole. That's what Jesus did. And he was here on this earth. So I'm just going to pray a simple prayer from here. And right where you are, I want you to believe God. Whatever your problem might be in your body, I want you to believe God. You say, God, show us your glory. One way he shows us his glory, who he is, what he does, is by healing sicknesses and diseases. So whatever your problem is, if you can, just put your hand on that part of your body that you want the Lord Jesus to touch and heal, whatever it might be. If it's a recurring sinus problem, if it's a problem with your shoulder, just put your hand on that part of your body that you want Jesus to heal. If there are other abnormalities in your body, just, just place your body anywhere and just say, God, part of your glory, of manifesting your glory, is miracles, healings, signs, wonders. That's how we know who you are. That's how your glory is manifested. And so, Lord, would you touch my body? And so, Father, right now, because your word says it, Father, because the Holy Spirit is here, because your presence is here, we pray you will manifest your glory by healing people in this place this morning. Right now, Right now, let sickness, disease, pain, disorders, abnormalities in our bodies be removed in Jesus' name. Let the healing power of God flow through our bodies, healing our bodies right now in the name of Jesus. There are problems with kidneys, and I just pray that kidneys will be made brand new in the name of Jesus. God, let chronic conditions in our bodies be removed, arthritis be removed, even diabetic conditions be removed out of our bodies in the name of Jesus. Let the glory of God be manifested right now in this place. Let the glory of God be manifested right now. Lord, we thank you, God, that you're removing those conditions, those chronic conditions. You're taking them out. Your glory will be displayed in this place. Just thank you, God. Thank you. Praise you, Father. Praise you. Thank you. Thank you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Let your glory be displayed. Bones be healed. Problems with the spine be healed in the name of Jesus. They'll be healed in the name of Jesus. Chronic sinus problems, they'll be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Other abnormalities, let them go in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Even growths and tumors, let them all disappear. In the name of Jesus, let them dematerialize in your presence, God. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Take a moment to pray for somebody else. Maybe it's a loved one, a family member, or somebody that you care about. Maybe they're not here, but just pray for them and say, God, let your glory be manifested in their life. Let the healing power of God right now flow through their body, rebuking, pushing out every sickness, every disease, every spirit of infirmity, every spirit that's bringing affliction in their bodies. Lord, release your glory even in their lives. Those whose names are being mentioned right now, those who are being lifted up before you, wherever they are, let the glory of God be manifested on their behalf. We thank you. We bless you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. And Father, we just pray that you will move supernaturally in our life situations and circumstances, God, in financial situations. Because your God, your glory is revealed. Even as you touch our finances, as you touch our jobs, our professions, our difficult situations in life. And you transform it, God. Like what you did for Peter. He had toiled all night and not caught anything. But when you showed up, his net became full. God, do that again for us today. For people who need a supernatural intervention in their circumstance in their situation let the glory of God be revealed in their circumstances in their situations turn it around God and let them see your glory let them see your glory we thank you in Jesus name we pray amen 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 now when you experience God doing something don't hold it back share it if you want, just send us an email so we'll get to hear about it and we can share it with the church and you know, together just celebrate what the Lord has done. Amen? And let's close. Thank you. Father, we just pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, our Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each one of us always in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Keep walking in the glory, sonship glory. Amen. See you again. Have a wonderful afternoon. God bless. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website, apcwo.org, for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.